Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to episode 62 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am Dusty, the host of the show, where each and every Wednesday I release a conversation that I have with a fantastic online video creator, specifically YouTube creator, and this week is no different. I also want to let you guys know that if you would, go on over to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, wherever you consume your podcast, leave us a review, whether it be positive or negative. Let us know what you think of the show. We are always looking to improve and make this podcast podcast better. And if you do that, you're going to get a shout out on next week's episode. This week, we have one coming from Accordion Tom. It says, a must listen for any aspiring content creator. Thank you so much, Tom. We really appreciate that. He says he loves the podcast. Each week, Dusty and his guests give you practical insights and strategies to help you build your channel and your audience. He says, we all go through the same growing pains. Listen to this podcast to get critical tips as well as inspiration to keep persevering with your own channel. Thank you so much, Tom, for the positive words. And if you would like to have a shout out on next week's episode, uh, please let me know and uh, leave us a review over uh, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. Also want to let you know that this podcast, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. Folks ask me all the time, what is your favorite tool for YouTube and creating content? I tell them it's TubeBuddy. It's not because they sponsor the show. The answer was the same before they were even sponsoring the show. TubeBuddy is a free browser plugin that you can pay uh, for you know more upgrades but it is a tool that will take your YouTube channel to the next level it's got bulk editing options automatic upload to Facebook it's got a navigation system that will have you whizzing around the YouTube uh, ecosystem guys if you're looking for a tool to take your YouTube channel to the next level definitely check out tubebuddy.com you can see the link in the show notes and it will also help the show out and one last thing before we jump into this week's conversation I would like to thank all all of you, the listeners, this show is in the top 10 to 15% of podcasts that are getting over um, five to 7,000 downloads per day, which is amazing. It really has blew my mind how many people are consuming this content. Uh, and I want it to continue to grow. So continue to share this with your friends, people that you know who are wanting to start out on YouTube. I really think the value is there. Uh, older episodes are still so useful for people to go back and listen to those older conversations. And uh, each guest has something unique to bring for people and creators. Um, and a mile stone for the show. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we surpassed over 600,000 total downloads for the podcast. Um, we're approaching 700,000 now, uh, but we also are ranking now in the top 75 podcasts in the marketing and business category, which is just astonishing. So thank you guys for that. Uh, it's not to toot my own horn, but it's to say this community is absolutely amazing. And thank you guys so much for that. Uh, if you're wanting to support the show personally and have a shout out on a show each month, you can go on over to Patreon uh, and the link is in the show notes and you can throw us a couple of dollars there for as little as a cup of coffee each month you can support the show and it would really help us out help us keep the lights on here at youtube creators hub and guys without any more further uh rambling on for me let's jump into this week's conversation Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's conversation. I am excited today to be joined by Josh from the Brothers Green Eats YouTube channel, where they will get you over your fears of the kitchen by making cooking approachable and a whole lot of fun. So as I mentioned, I'm joined by Josh today, but the channel is run by both himself and his brother, Mike. So Josh, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Dusty? I am doing absolutely wonderful. So I'm excited today to kind of pick your brain about all things YouTube and definitely about your channel, Brothers Green Eats. Now, I love the branding. You and your brother Mike do the channel. You have some great uh, artwork on your channel page there. Maybe give our audience a, a little bit more information about yourself and kind of how you guys got started on YouTube. Oh, how we got started. You know, when I first moved to New York, I was actually um, with my band. I was really focused on making it as a musician, and I love playing music. And it just happened, cooking was a thing that I just really enjoyed on the side. Um, so I would, you know, when I was trying to survive in New York City, you know, you're broke and everything, and uh, didn't have any money. So I just started cooking all the time, uh, which led me to doing private parties for people and private chefing and delivering people lunches. Um, and it kind of just started taking off. And my brother moved in to help out because he was really into food. And then we had a friend that just started filming us. He was very interested in what we were doing. And we started putting him online, just having fun, getting creative, like whatever we were doing. We weren't really thinking about teaching people or whether people would like it or not. We just wanted to do something different. Uh, and next thing you know, we start getting picked up by uh, some YouTube. When YouTube was doing all those branded channels many years ago, uh, about five years ago, they started like paying creators to actually make you know good quality content and stuff. Um, so we just kind of got picked up and went on a wild journey from there. And so you and Mike had no history of like filmmaking or recording or any background in that, correct? Absolutely nothing, no. But our, our friend had just graduated from NYU Film School, and he was looking to do something different. And it, at the time, the 7D had just come out, and that was like the first sort of DSLR that could do really high-quality video. So it was very personal. He was just capturing our life. We were throwing parties we had this beautiful roof garden. Um, we always had bands coming over, and we were jamming, and just kind of at the, at the hub of like artistry in, in Brooklyn. I love it. No, I love those stories where it's kind of happenstance that you even get uh, to be a part of something as large as this. And for those of you who are listening, uh, their YouTube channel has over 61 million video views and almost 750,000 subscribers. Now, you guys have been have been a part of YouTube since uh, 2013, as it says on your channel. But like, what was the history of the channel like? Where where have you seen your channel grow the most as far as like what you guys are doing? Like from the beginning stages of when your friend. Began Again, to help you uh, film those videos back in the day till now, you know, four or five years later. What have you seen to be the biggest change in your content? I think the biggest change was at the time, you know, we weren't focused on instruction. We were, it was more lifestyle. Um, and we were just kind of shooting whatever and cutting it up creatively after the fact. There was no thought going in before. Um, we're like, hey, let's just cook some salmon on the roof and have some friends over and let's freestyle and, you know, rap and whatever and have some guitars and beers. Um, and so that was the start. And when we first got picked up, um, we were doing a bigger production. You know, there was more money involved and we had a theme and we started this show called Midnight Munchies. Um, and through that process, um, just listening to fans and kind of seeing what people were excited about, we realized there was this huge market for people that wanted to cook but felt intimidated by things like the Food Network and these fancy cooking shows. So we really were like, let's, let's do what we know well. You know, let's teach people how to get creative in the kitchen doing like four ingredient recipes. I remember the first time we did this recipe, it was uh, four meals, four ingredients, four minutes. It was like a video. And people were seeing the video and literally saying like, hey, I saw your video and then I went to my kitchen. I had those ingredients and I made it right in the spot. And that was kind of a revelation for like, wow, you know, the world needs this. There's so many channels where there's cooking and it's like in a fancy kitchen with lots of ingredients and it can get expensive and intimidating. We're like, let's show people how to cook anywhere really with anything. Foreman grill, 
you know, with whatever you have. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question for you is that, like, you know, there there are tons of cooking shows on YouTube, tons of cooking shows on, on the television, but when I watch your videos on your channel, they're they're very organic, they're very fun, they're very lighthearted. It's not uh, very, uh, I guess, when... You, you think of like <laughs> cooking shows. You think of it being very stuffy and very proper. But with you, yeah. with you guys, you, you really make it entertaining. You make it enjoyable to learn how to cook. And, and me personally, I'm going to be honest with you, Josh. I'm not that good of a cook. Okay, my wife uh, does the majority of the cooking at our household. But if I would have found you guys a while back, maybe I would have learned to, to cook better because it, it it does make it a lot easier to watch something such as cooking when you have so much entertainment and enjoyment going on behind the scenes so kind of what made you guys go that direction like what made you guys say to yourself okay there's tons of cooking stuff out there but we're going to be our own creators like what made you decide on the style of videos that you guys do now so i grew up watching a lot of food network that's how i got into cooking and i was always the cook out of my friends i wouldn't say i was good i had a lot of girlfriends who were like your food is terrible but you know i kept doing it um so over the years like by watching Food Network, I always felt like I never could make those things. And I would see, you know, I'd see these shows where it was mass production. Everything always turned out perfect. You know, today we're making a perfect cherry pie and like the, you know, the magical food fairy comes out with it. And um, I always like felt like there was something just missing, right? And so when I started really looking at the world and seeing what's there and what needs to be there, I saw this huge gap for people. You know, who, what about the kids that like love McDonald's? Um, but don't think they can cook. How do you get someone like that into the kitchen? A lot of what we were doing was taking fast food and making it at home. So we would do a lot of fast food recreations, a lot of like sort of munchy food, over-the-top food, but we wanted to make it approachable. So we really wanted people to feel like they could get in there. And in the process, we saw how many people got excited. They were like, you know, I don't cook. I, I hate cooking, but then I watch your show, and, and now I actually want to get it in the kitchen. I love that, and I, I just I just really love the style, and uh, it's it's so fun as creators, you know, as a podcaster and a YouTube creator myself. Myself, one of the the most enjoyable things for me, Josh, is to be able to go out on a limb and do things differently, right? And and to to make a make a decision, and it is art, right? What you said at the top of the show about artistry and creating films and, and making movies and making these cooking videos that you're making, it really is art, and it's a way to express yourself. And a lot of times that gets lost in translation because of just how crowded the spaces are, but it's just so much fun to to be able to create content. Now, the next question I want to ask you is this. Obviously, your YouTube channel is uh, is rather large, as I have already mentioned, and uh, I wanted to ask you, how has YouTube helped you and your business, or maybe how has YouTube become a business for you and your brother? How has it become a business? Well... You know, when we so we were doing this show called Hungry for a while, and then the, when the, all the kind of funded channels started losing their funding, YouTube realized they weren't going to go in that direction. We decided let's start our own channel, um, and in that process, like we just had to kind of start back from scratch. You know, start with zero subscribers and work our way up. And we were able to see like that there was so many powerful things going on in the YouTube space that allowed us to do what felt right to us. I never imagined doing a cooking show because I always thought that it would be like, you know, I have to have this big production and everything. So to get to like really speak right to the audience made it very awesome because we could listen to what people wanted. Like we actually just launched a instant spice line. It's called uh, Instant BGBQ. And if you like pour it into uh, ketchup, it turns it into barbecue sauce. And, and yeah, and kind of like getting to really have that deep connection. That's what I love about YouTube. It's a place where we can actually decide what we want to make in any moment. I can wake up this morning and film myself making breakfast and share that with the world. And then in turn, like, 
use other social media platforms like Instagram and things to kind of keep that connection going, respond to commenters, and just get a feel for what's needed. I find at the end of the day, like you have to figure out what is really unique to you and how can you share that with the world. And YouTube just happened to be, I didn't know it at the time, but it happened to be a place where I could get out the things I wanted to say without being like having to go through this middleman, which in a lot of ways is like a, maybe a TV network or executives and stuff like that. I was able to kind of bypass that and speak right from my heart. Right. And then what are the ways that you're monetizing the content? You know, you just mentioned about a product, a physical product that you're selling. I mean, obviously, are you using the YouTube AdSense program? We know kind of what's going on with that right now in the current state that YouTube is in. But what, what are ways that you and your brother are able to make a living off the content that you're creating? Because I assume this is your full time job. This is my full time job. So we actually we did two seasons. We did a show on MTV, uh, like a cooking travel music show um, the past two years. And that's done now. So We've really just been focused on YouTube. And one of the biggest things has been working with brands and working with different people like Thrillist. We did like a, a live series with Thrillist. And then we do a lot of brand work, which has been cool. I was honestly, I was worried about doing brand work. But what I've seen is like, you know, if I can find a brand that believes in us and they're just like, listen, we like what you guys are doing. We just want you to speak to your audience authentically. Like, I love that. Um, so that's that's where a lot of the monetization comes. The YouTube AdSense stuff is kind of, it's sort of hit or miss, um, and you can't really rely on it. It helps give you like a little extra money to produce videos and some and some things here and there, expenses and stuff. But um, I find that the more significant like how do we survive comes from doing brand work and uh, spreading that way. Yeah, the YouTube AdSense is going to be moving forward, going to be more supplementary, and it's always been supplementary for me and the majority of larger creators. It's just the smaller and medium-sized creators that come in think that you know they should be guaranteed a certain amount of ad dollars, and I think that's why there's so much hoopla going on right now about all of these advertisers dropping out. You know, YouTube mm. changing the the you know requirements to have to have 10,000 subscribers before you can even start monetizing. Which honestly, I think Josh was a great move. I think that's a good move. I think it needs to be that way. Uh, and as a creator, you shouldn't be slapping ads on your videos if you're trying to grow a small channel. If you're trying to nurture <laughs> something from the ground up, uh, advertisements on your videos are probably not uh, going to be a good choice. Now, let me ask you this, Josh. Speaking of smaller YouTube channels, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you guys first were starting out on YouTube? Well, I think for one, you know, to know that you have to be open to changes. Because there's so many changes, and I see so many people getting upset and frustrated. Like they they start to rely on this platform, and it becomes amazing. I mean, just the fact that you can create videos and get them directly to fans—it's like a miracle. You know that we actually live in a world right now where we can do that. Because of course, there was a time before when you had to have lots of money and you know pitch shows and stuff. Um, but still, there's changes, and when changes happen, they're going to affect people. Like this new thing with 10,000 subscribers, or with the way AdSense is working or, you know, the algorithms that favor videos, you can't be victim to change. You always have to figure out a way to adapt. And if you're adapting and if you're looking at like, okay, well, this was working for me, but now it changes and now I have to adapt, then you're going to survive. Whereas a lot of channels that I see, they develop this formula and it's working and they get comfortable. And then when change happens, they're too afraid to like go with it. And then their channel starts dipping. Um, that's, that's a huge one. The only other one I would say that kind of relates to that is I've also seen a lot of channels, they sort of play into what is doing well and that, that's only going to last for so long. So maybe like you create this new channel and people are excited 
to see it and you're seeing like what's trending and you're looking at um, you know what types of things work like oh you know having certain types of thumbnails or clickbait or whatever you know that might last for a short amount of time but at the end of the day you still have to figure out what is unique to you and you have to find ways to grow with the platform yeah it is really about adapting right like as a creator you have to be willing to change and to evolve with the times and, and things aren't always going to work and that's why when people start complaining about the AdSense program, it really makes me, number one, it makes me nervous because I don't want YouTube to get mad and take it away. But it makes me kind of upset because it's like, guys, you know, they're allowing you to upload your content for free. They're hosting all of your media for free. Then they're allowing you to post ads on them. And then they're sharing that ad revenue with you. And I understand they should be because you're creating the content, but it's such a privilege to be able to do that. And, and we're in a day and time where as creators, we have just such flexibility and just openness to do what we want to do. And I just, I just, I love that. I love the ability to go and to create something and to be able to, to possibly live off of the stuff that you create. Now, you guys obviously in the beginning started out with uh, your buddy helping you record and whatnot, but now are there any YouTube tools that you guys use on a weekly or daily basis that you just could not live without, whether it be hardware, software, internet resource, just something that you think about through your YouTube process that you just could not live without? Oh, yeah. For me, it's all about simplify, simplify, simplify. I... I've like studied so much technology and to learn like what's the best audio that I can have and you know what kind of camera do I need and lighting and editing tricks and software and stuff. But at the end of the day, the way that I like to create videos is being at real and just as like in the moment as possible. And I find that if I can have a very simple audio and video setup where I can literally just film myself being myself and not have to worry about setting up lights because all those things like the more stuff you add, the more it can get in the way. Um, so what I use now, I've gotten like, this is the most simple thing I have. I have a little audio mic uh, that I love to use. I've been using like a Zoom H1 little recorder with uh, just like a little lavalier. Um, that's an amazing way to start. I just kind of upgraded a little bit, but very similar uh, settings. And then I have the Sony RX100 Mark V, which we used to shoot on the Canon 60D forever. And Mike still does most of his videos on the 80D. But I just have a little point and shoot. It's like a very high, awesome point and shoot that can do slow motion and I can uh, change the color profiles and things like that. Um, but I, for most of the time, like I'm just focused on making sure I have a good area with good light and I just hook up my microphone, start recording, and then I throw it right into Premiere. And I don't deal with color correcting or anything like that because I find when it comes to creating videos, the content is king. If you're focused on, like, I guess you can make really great quality and there's something to say about that and if you have the time and the interest that's totally cool but like we're so conditioned and so used to watching stuff on the internet that's shot from so many mediums it doesn't even matter you know you see people these viral videos like 50 million hits on youtube or facebook and it's like someone shot on their phone so as humans like we're kind of conditioned now in this day and age to just be okay with seeing whatever as long as it's good or it's entertaining and it's funny so i find that if i keep it simple and make the content good and I feel comfortable and relaxed that people are going to be much more interested in that than like making sure that everything's perfect. Yeah, I love that point of simplicity. It really is simple to to get the equipment and the software and everything that you need. It really is absolutely just just simplicity is is king. I completely agree with you there. Now, 
If you could give, Josh, one piece of advice for emerging YouTubers, people who are wanting to start a YouTube channel, people looking to grow small YouTube channels, what would that piece of advice be? Well, I mean, the, the, the main thing which I kind of touched on is like really look at yourself and think about who are you in this world and what is unique about you that you could share. And it can be literally anything. Maybe there's something you're not even aware of. It could be something that's kind of weird about you, but that's what people like. They like seeing you know, something that's real and authentic and that has something unique to share. So look into yourself and say, okay, what is that thing that I can share with the world that no one else can share because of the where I was raised, because of my you know, my thoughts or my interests or my hobbies or my background or my family or my location, whatever it might be. And just get it out there. And don't be afraid to know that when you start, when you launch something, I see this all the time. This is even a probably bigger point. I have so many friends that are super talented. They're like amazing filmmakers or they're amazing musicians. And I never felt like that. I never felt like I was that great at anything. But the difference was I had the courage to put it out. Now, I have a friend who's an amazing musician who is always worried about how you know what people are going to think about his music that he never puts it out. It can be some of the best music in the world, but if he's not sharing it, no one's ever going to hear it. So if you're worried that like you need to put out a video and it's got to be perfect, don't because you're going to get better and better every time you release and it's not going to be until you're at a certain place that people start seeing it. If you put out a video and you don't think it's great, you know, maybe only a couple people are going to see it, it doesn't really matter. In the grand scheme, when you have 10,000 people watching it, when you get to that point, you're going to have grown. And then when you have 10, you know, 10 million people, you're going to have grown even more. Um, so if you look back at our old videos, it's like, it's very different. You know, we've learned a lot. So why do you think that is, Josh? Why do you think people are so hesitant to put themselves out there? I mean, I understand the, 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 just the breaking it down to its simplest factor. I understand the fear of being in front of the camera, the fear of hearing one's own voice and not liking the way you sound. But, like, why do you think it is? Why do you think people are so scared to put themselves out there? I think it's fear of rejection. You know, one of the hardest things that I deal with on the internet is having those like the bigger we get there are so many people commenting now and I actually put a video about this recently like the truth about being a youtuber just from my perspective because when people are seeing something you're doing there's a very big vulnerability to it and it's really scary and we have all these fears of what are people going to think of me you know are they going to like my voice are they going to like my face you know are they going to say something that might be really hurtful and the truth is yes people are going to say those things i've received every horrible comment like you could ever think about to say to me because some people say that um, but the majority of people are very encouraging very kind and you have to trust yourself and you have to know that when you trust yourself good things will come more and more people will find you and the people that are saying the not so nice things like they have their own opinions everyone's going to have an opinion um, but that's okay so go into that fear and trust that when you're afraid of something that actually means you're being vulnerable if you're scared to put a video out that means that you've actually grown in your life you know that you've done something different and you're taking a chance so it's okay to be a little scared it is okay and when creators are scared it shows that they're passionate it shows that they care about the stuff that they're producing so understand it's okay to be a little fearful you know great speakers great communicators always say the moment you become not nervous is the moment you need to stop you need to just quit you know become become nervous it's okay to be a little fearful and understand that your voice needs to be heard regardless of what you think about how you sound on a microphone or look on a camera 
camera. So don't worry about that, guys. Let me ask you this: in in moving forward in the future, you know, you've you've amassed hundreds of thousands of subscribers, millions of views. You've had a show on uh, nationally syndicated television. But what is next for you guys? What's next for Brothers Green Eats YouTube channel and just the brand as a whole? What is next for us? Um, there's lots of things going on right now that we're working on. Like I said, we have this spice line. Um, I'm working on a, a cookbook all about eggs right now that's going to be out soon. Um, we've, we've found that like within our channel, we each have our unique personalities, and we do a lot of stuff together, and we do a lot of stuff like on our own, and that's been super helpful um, to not feel this pressure. Like With YouTube, there's this pressure to like, okay, i got to upload every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But I made a commitment recently, and I said, you know what, I'm only going to upload videos when I feel truly inspired. Um, and that's been a big thing for me, and it's given me the space to like relook at what I'm doing. Because when I'm in this like constant churn of having to put stuff out, you're inevitably you're going to put something out that you don't feel good about because you're just like you're just not into it. But you're like, oh, it's Monday, you know, I got to release again. So we've made a commitment on our channel to just do what you know what feels good when we're inspired. Um, so there's there's some big things in the works with that. We're also working on some bigger um, brand deals right now that we're excited about to figure out like what are some cool series that we could do to get people stuff in, in other ways and travel. Um, otherwise, for our brand, you know, we're always open to new things. It's a really cool transition because we're looking into doing some new TV stuff right now, but we love doing stuff on the internet and YouTube. And a lot of a lot of what I've seen is like we have so many friends in the food space that are cooking and doing amazing things. We also want to share those videos. So we started to kind of reach out to our community and not just say Brothers Green isn't just about us. It's about sharing what we do and what other people that we really believe in are doing um, and how can we share. Like I have a friend who's an amazing Thai cook and I've been doing some videos with him because I think what he's doing is amazing. And maybe some days like I don't have a new recipe to share, but he does. And how can I capture that in, in the Brothers Green vibe, which is very just in the moment, laid back, you know. I love that. And what do you think is next for YouTube as a platform? Obviously, they're, they're going through a lot of changes right now. We've mentioned a few of them with the 10K subscriber change, as well as monetization changes, as well as just aesthetic and UI changes. But what do you think going forward on YouTube? What, what are we looking at? Like, what's the, what's the platform going to look like in the future? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, what's the platform going to look like? I mean, I know they just did YouTube TV, which is interesting for me because I'm I'm waiting for the day when TV and YouTube just or like TV and the internet just kind of fully merge together. Because um, I think we're getting more and more in this world where everything is on demand. Like what we want to watch, we watch. We don't sit through sifting through channels. It's like we know the things we want, and maybe there's like a suggestion box. But I see it just merging more and more with TV. I saw I see most YouTubers starting to really get into brand work right now. Like brands have kind of fully understanding and infiltrating like how the YouTube space works. When we first started doing stuff with brands, like they had no idea and they treated it like a commercial. You know, and now that it's becoming more open and they're starting to understand like how to do integrations in a way. Um, and also fans are seem very open and okay with that. It's like, hey, we are working hard. We've spent years making videos, making no money, and now like, you know, we, if we want to keep doing this, we need to actually get paid, and YouTube as a brand isn't necessarily doing that. Um, the only other thing that I could see is like YouTube treating itself more like a TV network, you know, and really like hiring people full time as YouTubers to produce content for them. 
Yeah, no, I think all of those are great points, and I think the point you made about YouTube and TV eventually merging, we are getting closer and closer to that point. And you're right, brands used to look at YouTube creators, and and it was like the the the, the weird stepchild, you know, they didn't know how to treat <laughs> creators and YouTube YouTubers on the internet. But now that's like that's who they want to that's who they want to reach because they understand now they can pay. Uh, uh, you know, one one hundredth of the budget as opposed to what they're paying on TV, uh, and they're going to get better results because these people who are fans of of these YouTube channels like yours, Josh, they're raving fans, and they're going to act upon the ads that are shown, uh, you know, on that creator's channel. So that's awesome, Josh. What a great uh, episode we've had today. I'm just so excited to have have you on and chat with you about YouTube. Such a great conversation that that we just had. But can you let our audience know where they can find you on the internet if they want to get in touch? Absolutely. Um, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Dusty. Uh, check us out. If you go on YouTube, you know, Brothers Green Eats, Brothers Green Eats, you can find it. Also, brothersgreen.com. We have tons of videos there and links to all our social media. But definitely check it out. If you want to have fun, if you like cooking, if you like food, you want to get some inspiration to get in the kitchen, whether you think that you can't cook or you love cooking, it doesn't matter. We have people that are chefs that are like, wow, I've been trained chef and I learned so much from you guys. And then we have people that you know, have never cooked a day in their life and they're getting in the kitchen and getting excited. So it's uh, come on, come all. Well, guys, I would highly recommend you go check out the channel Brothers Green Eats. They're doing some amazing stuff over there. Josh, it was a pleasure to have you on this week's show. Maybe one day when your brother's feeling better, we can even have him on the show, get a different perspective from the other half of the Brothers Green Eats family. Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this conversation and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.